Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Kings right here, streaming live on podbean.com. I'm your host, Mean Gene Sports Machine. Pretty soon, I will be joined by the one and only Dustin Pfeiffer as we get you ready for Super Bowl 58. That's right. It's going to be happening this Sunday, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, and we are down to 48 hours before the big game. If you've been paying attention, everything is happening in Las Vegas. Now, the Sports Kings, we are not in Vegas. However, we are going to get you ready for this game. And if you can recall, we spent one year out there just getting ready for this moment. And let me tell you, um, I can imagine it's been a just a madhouse. Now, actually, I take that back. Um, downtown Wayne Brown is in Las Vegas, so we are represented out in Vegas. So we're not going to have Wayne on the show today, but uh, I did speak with him last night. So he's going to be out there, you know, enjoying all the parties and doing all of that stuff. Look here. I won't say that we're burnt out from Vegas because we spent that one year of residency out there at Virgin Hotels. But man, it was a lot of wear and tear. But at least we do have boots on the ground out there. And uh, downtown Wayne Brown, I think he's going to be doing a show out there, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, why don't we go ahead and bring on the other half of the Sports Kings here. He covers the Carolina Panthers for Bally Sports Southeast, and he also covers the Charlotte Hornets for Bally Sports Southeast. And I'm talking about Dustin Pfeiffer. Dustin. Mean Gene, what's going on, man? Glad to be back on. Glad to get ready for this big game this weekend and a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about, and I was just letting the listeners know that although me and you are not in Las Vegas, downtown Wayne Brown is, so we, we, we have boots on the ground, you know? Oh, man, I, I can't even imagine what, what, what downtown <laughs> Wayne Brown is doing out there right now. I got to say, I, I'm a little jealous that he's the boots on the ground out there in Vegas. So shout out to downtown Wayne Brown. I know he's going to hold a devil out there for us. He's going to hold a devil. Look, he lives in, in L.A., so he's the closest to Las Vegas, okay? So... He's going to be doing some shows out there, so he's going to be plugging us in. You know, I mean, that's Wayne, man. He he He's just he's living it up out there. But anyway, hey, we have been with you from, oh, my goodness, Dustin. This is it, man. It's, it's almost like it's kind of sad in a sense that this is our last prediction of the 2023-24 NFL season. It, it's hard to believe how fast it goes. We We, we talk about it all the time, but. You, you get you know, you wait so long in the off season. All these moves are happening. You're ready for football to start, and then just like that, college football is over. And now here we are, ready for the last game of the NFL season. And it, it's just crazy how fast it goes. But at the same time, it's crazy how many storylines happen throughout that quick time period. And so much has happened, and now it's led to us to these final two teams. And it should be a great finish to the NFL season. And I'm looking forward to it on Sunday. Well, look, I'm glad you said, you know, storyline, because this particular show today, even though, look, we only got one game to talk about, so we're not going to take an hour to talk about one game. But when you say storyline, we I love how the NFL honors put it together last night. You know, some of the things that me and you talked about throughout this whole year, it all came to a head last night with the NFL honors. So we'll be talking about some of those awards. We will also take a look at the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class, man. I know. I know you're excited about some of these names in here. 
And of course, we got the Super Bowl injury report. Now, this is the last report as uh, I think another one should come out today, but this is as of yesterday, uh, the injury report. And of course, we will break down the Super Bowl itself, including now Brian DiArto from CBSSports.com was supposed to be on. And Brian has a, a cute little girl and she's giving him fits this morning. And he says, me, Gene, I, I, I won't be able to go. She won't let me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, that, that happens. Listen, yeah, we all been there, right? On their own <laughs> and then what's so bad about it? He says, look, she's a Chiefs fan. She's a Mahomes fan. So he, and, and, and so is his wife. So they're not, he's not winning in his household. But anyway, we, we do have his picks. But Dustin, man, let's just kind of, first of all, look, just describing what's going on in Vegas. Me and you know what's going on out there. Look, folks, if you've never been out there, man, Dustin, never in a million years. Okay, so I'm 59. Okay, so I have to give it away. Did not ever see a Super Bowl happening in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's definitely a a monumental occasion. I mean, you think about all the time back in the day, like you said, they talked about, you know, basically staying away from Vegas. Like they, they didn't want anything uh, when it comes to sports in general or the NFL to, to be near Vegas. And now that it's come full circle, they have a team out there in the Raiders. Now they have a Super Bowl. And it sounds like this Super Bowl is going to be in a rotation going forward to be in Vegas. It, it's just such a great time. And like you said, Gene, for us who's been out there so many times and kind of call Vegas one of our second homes, it's the perfect spot for it. And it's just so much going on around it. And it, it just the perfect place for people to go and, and be able to do these events and radio row and parties mm-hmm. and, and, and hype up such a big event. It's just a perfect place for it. And even with the NFL out there, there's still so much other stuff going out there. I know WWE had a big, big event out there yesterday at T-Mobile arena at the same time. So Vegas always has something going on. So it's the perfect place just to have an event like this. And it to me just adds even more to what already is the biggest event in sports. Yeah, I mean, most cities in the United States can only handle one event at one time and 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 not back to back to back. They just put on what Formula One a couple of months ago. And I mean, they rearranged the entire down uh, downtown, the, the city, the strip, you know, to make it look like it, it's, you know, racing. So here they are a few months later. They had to turn it around for the Super Bowl. So the only city that can pull something like that off. But anyway, it's going to be a huge weekend here so dustin the nfl honors man i tell you what i've never really been to one of those shows there and i'm looking forward to going next year when it's in new orleans but anyway they also put on a great show and i i tell you man it it was just i I watched the entire event last night great entertainment the the comedian keegan uh what's, what's his last name keegan i i i i you know you know how i am with names dustin yeah, yeah, no, I, I know you. You know, maybe you want to say Keegan Murray. I'm thinking about a guard from the. From yeah, the, from I know. The that's that's why I didn't want to say that. I know it's Keegan, but look here, look, hey, just the other day, you know, I, I called Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, what about fifty times already? So, hey, it, listen, at least I kept it in the family. You know what I mean? That, exactly, exactly. But anyway, but no, great show last night, and man, let, let's just kind of jump into some of these awards. I, I, we, we already sort of knew some of these you know, because of our affiliation with the media. And, of course, a lot of people, you know, fans don't understand. They think that these these awards carry over into the postseason. They don't. I mean, these folks and these things have to be turned in the day after 
the regular season is over. So that's when all of this stuff is decided and and everything that you saw last night was based on on regular season awards. But man, let's let's just start with I, I guess the, the the what the Bud Light easy to celebrate moment of the year, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you listen, think about that one? I mean, listen, what 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 a <laughs> perfect person to kind of to kind of have that moment. I mean, listen, to to have that moment and, and what he did kind of in his back own backyard to be able to quarterback the New York Giants. And it's just a true, true story. Guy living at home with his parents. I mean, you don't you don't see stories like that often. So it's a perfect, perfect award for him. Well, yeah, I mean, because look, if, look, if it wasn't for the year of the backup quarterback, he never would have got that award, you know. And this was just one of those years, Dustin, where we've never seen so many backup quarterbacks take center stage. Oh, no, absolutely. Listen, these backup quarterbacks, I I think you're right. We talked about it midseason. It's one of the biggest awards, the biggest storyline, excuse me, of this season was how many backup quarterbacks got in and not only played, but contributed to their team's success. Oh, yeah. We've said it over and over this season, Gene, and I think that honestly is going to change the landscape going forward if it already wasn't changed before to where these teams, even if they have the best quarterback in the league, a Patrick Mahomes or whoever it may be, you've got to look at that backup quarterback position more to have a guy in place who, if he has to come in, even if it's for a game or two, can keep your team on track while your quarterback recovers from an injury. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to. You really have to look at that this year more so than ever. But how about this now? This, uh, look, call him a backup. This guy was put in an unusual position. You're talking about a former Super Bowl winning quarterback that comes back. And, man, how appropriately uh, is the award named after him? Uh, you know, well, I mean, it just fits him to the T. The AP Comeback Player of the Year went to Joe Flacco of the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that was just highly appropriate. Nobody else should have won that. He was the man that should have won that award. Yeah, I think they got that one perfectly. I mean, listen, I know DeMar Hamlin comes up and some other guys, and yes, we're so happy that DeMar Hamlin could 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 get back to playing football and be back on the field. Before a guy, like you said, who was a former uh, Super Bowl champion, was sitting on his couch, gets called up, you know, with just a couple weeks left in the season and says, come back and, you know, be our starting quarterback and leads them to a playoff berth and then gets that Cleveland Browns team into the playoffs. You know, you got to give the award to him. And it's just an, it's just an unbelievable achievement. And again, it's probably, probably set him up probably to play, I would say, even another year or two if he wants to, or maybe he wants to go back to the couch, but it's a great award for Joe Flacco and he, he definitely deserved it. Yeah, and that Cleveland Browns, I tell you what, they took home a lot of awards last up. night. They racked up. Dude. They racked them up between the Browns and the Texans. I don't know, man. They just, they stole the show, you know, last night at the NFL Honors. And speaking of the Browns, how about the Defensive Player of the Year? And that went to Miles Garrett. That was a tough one, too. And and like they said, all of those guys who, the the, the finalists, man, you couldn't go wrong, you know, with, 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 with picking any one of those guys. But no one's going to argue with Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles my, my Garrett. Listen, I, I, I think, I think it's well deserved, and I want to get your thoughts. Obviously, as a Steelers fan, because I know that there are some fans out there. I think even TJ Watt tweeted something that he was disappointed that he did not win this award, and I'm not saying he's not very deserving, but you got to look at what happened to the Browns. Gene, it was their entire defense was decimated with injuries. Their entire team was decimated with injuries, and the fact that Miles Garrett was still able to do what he did. Basically, with hardly without any help on the other side because of those injuries, 
you got to give him a lot of credit. So, yes, I know you could have went either way, but you have to kind of look at the team and see what they went through with all those injuries and the fact that he still carried that defense to the top defense in the league in the regular season. I think it was well-deserved. Well, look, I mean, I didn't feel as bad. And, and, and come on, you know, being a Steelers fan and knowing that the Browns are in our backyard, so to speak, you know, I could have either been biased on that one. I didn't have a problem with Miles Garrett getting that award, but, you know, TJ Watt did get the Deacon Jones Sack Leader Award. So, I mean, you know, that was, you know, one of, so, I mean, he, he did okay. You know, they, he, I thought that was kind of fair. I, I know he might have been upset, but man, Miles Garrett had a, had a, had a hell of a year. And, and speaking of a hell of a year, how about the AP Coach of the Year Award, which went to Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns, which, you know, now that was a tough one there because I thought about D'Amico Ryan's there and, and you know, and that was a toss-up for me. Yeah, that, that's another one that, I mean, really, it, it was 50-50 between those two guys in my eyes. And, and listen, I think it goes back to kind of what I just said previously. It's what do you look at? I mean, obviously, Houston Texans, we didn't think they'd be where they were to win a division like that. So you really could have given it to D'Amico Ryan's, but I think they looked at the injuries, losing their best player, Nick Chubb, losing their quarterback to Sean Watson, like we just talked about with Flacco, bringing a guy in off the couch. Injury, injuries decimated them on defense. Yeah, I just think they looked at all of those yeah. factors and said, man, they for Kevin Stefanski still to get the Browns. And what you got to admit, Gene, probably was the toughest division in football. Yeah, yeah. To I, get them in the playoffs, I, I think that's why they And I agree. I, I mean, that's why you couldn't – you just can't really make a big argument on it because it, both of them did – remarkable things and and believe me they balanced it out because they the texans still got the awards that they should have gotten and here's here's an interesting award because normally these awards you would think would lead to the the ap assistant coach of the year award you would think it would lead you to a head coaching job somewhere right in the nfl but for jim swartz he's already been there right he's been there done that so he's with the cleveland browns as well so, Dustin, I think the, the, the Browns, I don't think we've heard the last from the Browns moving forward. No, I think they've got something great set up. They, Like you said, Stefanski, that's a second coach of the year award. Jim Schwartz's first season as a defensive coordinator, he does what he does. So he's just now getting settled in. And and really, you know, if they can get Nick Chubb back and, and continue to add to this team, Miles Garrett obviously is still there. And then, of course, you know, the biggest thing that's always going to be talked about with this team, Gene, is the quarterback. Can Deshaun Watson get back to Deshaun Watson? Because, listen, I mean, we just saw with Joe Flacco. Now, we we saw that they obviously fizzled out in the playoffs, but we saw that just with an average quarterback that this team can get to the playoffs. So if you can get a quarterback who is just above average or, or back to that level where Deshaun Watson used to be, and I know that's a huge question mark because we just have not seen it in Cleveland, then this team can go to even newer heights. But that that's always going to be the biggest question going forward with Cleveland as long as Deshaun Watson is there is can he he be the guy to carry this team to the next level and Dustin if they knew then what they knew now believe yeah. me they probably right. wouldn't right. have signed that big contract right. <laughs> you know and 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 good luck trying to get out of it I mean they are in a tough position there I'm sure they're gonna make make do with what they need to do and I still think we haven't seen you know the best of Deshaun Watson hopefully we will get to see the best of him but other other than that position, they are pretty pretty set and with their coaches and everything. So big, big shout out to the Cleveland Browns. So all right, how about 
the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Everyone knew that was going to C.J. Stroud. And, man, what a humble guy and and just just remarkable story there. The Houston Texans, I know they were proud of, 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 of that selection. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this one, this one was probably one of the easiest awards of the night. He just had an unbelievable season. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he is just going to continue to take off. And, and listen, he, he could have been, honestly, right there in the MVP conversation. He had such yeah, a good season. Been. And it's just like we just talked about how the future is bright for Cleveland. I mean, the future is just so bright for the Texans with C.J. Stroud just getting started. And then his teammate there, which, you know, we saw that one coming too. AP Defensive Rookie of the Year went to Will Anderson, also of the Houston Texans. And man, I tell you, they they are set there. And they, they are set. They, they they the future looks bright for the Texans, although get ready for that not so easy schedule next year. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a tougher schedule, but I think and an even bigger thing too is they got their offensive coordinator back who was interviewing for head coaching position. So that they, they are set to move Critical. forward. And, and listen, that 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 AFC South again, them and the Jaguars mm. is probably going to be up for grabs between those two teams. Yeah. And I guess don't forget the Colts as well. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I tell you, wow, yeah, because we don't know what's going to happen with the Tennessee Titans. They they are just on a planet of their their own right now. But anyway, so and then Dustin, we got down to I guess the big award, which was of course the most valuable player of the year, which we. You know, some great candidates there, Dak Prescott, Purdy, Josh Allen. Uh, you know, it came down to Lamar Jackson, and and uh, he kept it short and sweet and got his award and, and went on into the sunlight. And listen, I, I, it's, it's, deserved, it's well-deserved. You know, his second MVP award, you got to give him a lot of credit for what he's done a, a bounce back year after kind of being injured. So he, he obviously definitely earned it. You know, I'm going to kind of go on the flip side here a little bit, Gene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a quarterback's kind of award these days and, and nobody else really wins it. But if I'm honestly thinking who the MVP to me is in the league, I probably would have went with Christian McCaffrey. I just think he means that much to his team. He carries his team that much. I know they have a bunch of other great players. That's why they're in the Super Bowl this weekend. But just looking at what he did in the production he did, I think that that, that you could have had an argument for him to win it as well. Not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson. I think it's well-deserved, mm-hmm. and, and obviously the quarterback is the, the thing that makes the team go. But I, I think he could have won with Christian McCaffrey as well. And see, and that's why I, I saved the Offensive Player of the Year award last because that, I guess they, you know, the voters felt, well, you know, he, he's going to win one of these awards. If if if, if he didn't win the, 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 the most valuable player, then we're going to give Christian McCaffrey the Offensive Player of the Year award, which – he had stiff competition there too, but he he somehow he, he managed to win that award. Yeah, no, definitely. So he he definitely was able to take on some hardware. So not saying that he got slighted in the least because he's definitely going to be off, offensive player of the year. Still is a huge award. So well deserved for him. And and listen, he's probably going to be one of the big factors we talk about this Sunday at the Super Bowl. But yeah, you couldn't go wrong with McCaffrey or Lamar Jackson for MVP. Both of those guys were, were two of the main catalysts for their for their offenses this season in the NFL. And see, and and for our listeners, you have AP awards, which is the writers, sports writers from throughout the country, and then you have your NFL awards. So, the NFL awards a little bit different. So now, uh, Christian McCaffrey won the Jim Brown Award, and you had CD Lamb won the the Next Gen Stats Moments of the Year Award. But one of the other big awards too, Dustin is that man of the year. That means so much to players. That Walter Payton NFL man of the year, that went to Cameron Haywood last night. And just the story behind that, just 
really, really, really interesting. Yeah, a great story. And like you said, this is this is one of the most prestigious awards that is out there in all of sports. And to be honored like that and the work that they do with his story, you know, what, what they do in the community and everything, it's just a, a great award and a great honor. And I know every year that every team nominates a guy and then they, they pick a winner. And so well-deserved to get that award. And listen, now he'll get to have that that patch on his jersey, that patch on his helmet showing that he's a man of the year award winner. And, and listen, that's something that he'll be able to carry for the rest of his life. Cause that is, that is a very prestigious award. Yeah. Just so just, just a great event last night. I mean, you know, if you missed it, I'm sure the NFL network is going to show it again, but just very entertaining there. And, and, and what other city could put it off other than, than Las Vegas. So if you get a chance to go and see that, make sure you, you see that. So that doesn't, there was one, one segment of that show that I did enjoy. And that was when Penn and Teller came out and made the commissioner disappear. <laughs> oh, I'm sure all fans love that. Listen, all, all fans, that was probably the biggest applause of the entire night. Well, because it was funny because, you know, they, the Penn and Teller, they just, they just kept referring to him as the, the guy from the audience, you know, the, <laughs> They, they never said Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, and so they they put him in the in the in the uh, the disappearing whatever thing, and and so you you saw that right? No, I actually that that's a part I actually did miss. So I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, Yo, you got to see that part, man. I don't even want to give it away. It's so funny, but anyway, somehow Barry Sanders shows up on the stage, but it's funny. Re- really good, good pen and teller type stuff that they do. Anyway, if you ever been to Vegas, they they're always at the real casino but anyway okay so let's jump into i guess just the big moment of the night of course and look cbssports.com senior writer brian diardo he jumped all over this this morning so he already has an article out there on what we're getting ready to talk about so if you get a chance up on cbssports.com and you can check this out so we're going to talk about the hall of famers that was announced last night man this was like wow so so you know look we're going to talk about the the let's Let's give a tribute to the guys first, but then we can kind of I want to get your thoughts and opinions here. So we got Dwight Freeney, uh, the linebacker. He he is in there. That we have Andre Johnson. That like I said, the Texans had a big night there. We have Devin Hester, the the, the returner uh, that spent that, that those times with the Bears. There you have Randy Gratisher from the Broncos, that Orange Crush team back in the seventies. Patrick Willis, linebacker. Steve McMichael, defensive tackle from that 85 Bears team, Super Bowl team, and Julius Peppers. So, Dustin, where do you want to start? Listen, you know I'm going to start with Julius Peppers. Being here, I knew being, it. being here in Charlotte, <laughs> you know, being able to, to cover him some for his career. Went to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and then drafted by the Panthers with the number two overall pick. Listen, he, he just was, I knew this was coming for him first ballot. He's a, was a freak of nature. One of the best defensive ends uh, you'll ever see in NFL history. And it's just well-deserved. And I know he went and played a little bit with the Packers and the Bears before he came back home and finished up with the Panthers, but he should go in as a Panther. And listen, he is one of the, if not the, one of the best players in Panthers history and it's well-deserved. And, and listen, I, I know, Gene, you watched him, but that guy in his heyday as a defensive Oh, my man, goodness. He didn't look like a defensive end. I mean, he could, he looked like a tight end, a linebacker, all wrapped into mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. faster than anybody on the field. It just was unbelievable to watch his athleticism. And one of the things I remember the most, especially in his, his first stint his, with Carolina, was the battles that he would have with Michael Vick. To, to see Michael Vick and see him on the other side, to watch those two athletes was an amazing matchup, and he was just an unbelievable player. 
I'll tell you what, look, when it, these guys, first of all, congratulations to all of these guys, okay? And the white Freeney, oh my goodness, that guy, who, who, who wanted to face him on Sundays, okay? Same thing with Patrick Willis, you know, these linebackers, man, that they got in here and, and Randy Gratisher, I, I do recall him, you know, I was very young at that time, you know, when he was playing, Steve McMichael, of course, I do remember. But look, Andre Johnson, I tell you what, you know, Texans, you know, the the greatest offensive player in Texans history there and the Pro Bowls, the, you know, the records that he put up there, you know, just just kind of good. Like I said, the Texans had a hell of a night. But, you know, I guess I'm not going to disagree with Devin Hester getting in. I'm thinking and me and me and Brian DiArto, we text last night about this that Antonio Gates probably should have got in over Devin Hester. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with that. Listen, Antonio Gates is one of the best tight ends of all time. And what he did with the, him and LaDainian Thomason back in those mm-hmm. days, I definitely could see where he should get in over Hester. And don't get me wrong, Hester should eventually be in, obviously, as one of the, as the best return guy probably of all time. But I definitely probably would have with Antonio Gates over, over him. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not, yeah, you know, ready for a returner just yet. I mean, I know they're going to get in. Just like, you know, you remember back in the day, kickers. Are you are you, are you kidding me? Kickers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, I mean, this is going to be a good class, though. Look, man, to 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 get that that bronze bust and that gold jacket, I mean, that that's an honor, folks. Look, and that's another thing. Look, if you, if you, if you, you know, if put it on your bucket list, You've never done this. If you go to Canton, Ohio, because if you really love football, you got to go up there. Treat yourself. Go up there. You can see this, man. It would take you down memory lane when you go in there and see all of those busts in, inside that gallery and then just walking through the museum. And, man, it would take you down memory lane to, uh, you know, all of these players, all of the, the gear that they wore at the time. They broke this and that sort of record dust in this. It's a remarkable experience. And I tell you what. I rank it up there, you know, with with just like the the Hall of Fame ceremony, man. Is it's it's it ranks up there for me with the Super Bowl because you're just never going to see so many Hall of Famers at one place at one time. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, and that's why I definitely got to get out there one year to to an event is because, like you said, it's it's the people who come to the event to honor these guys and to have so many legends in one place. And oh, to be crazy. able to, to just hear them share stories about what's happening. It's just, it, I know it's got to be an unbelievable. Oh man, it's, it's, it's just remarkable. Just to, you get in the room and you just let the, you know, now they do it a little bit different after the, the post COVID where you don't really get to get close and personal with the players like, you know, pre COVID because pre COVID, you know, you get right, right there, man, I've had great interviews with that. I can't remember what class it was. It was the, it was the, the Chris Carter class, the Bill Parcells class, Curly Cup, Larry Allen, that class, man, that was, you know, that was my first Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And man, just to get there and just ask questions and listen to those guys tell those stories, man, it's just remarkable. But anyway, this this would be good. And it's the first weekend in August, as always. And and Dustin, well, maybe the Sports Kings will get up there and, and hang out there. And of course, that's always the first preseason game of the year, too. But congratulations to this to this class, man. I tell you, folks are are, are going to be quite impressed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, a, a great class. And, and I, I saw the list for next year, Gene, and the class looks like it's only going to keep getting better with some of these. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, we probably will see Antonio Gates get in there next year. But so, wow, that was just, just a great, 
that and I like how they do that at the NFL honors. So all right, Dustin, we get closer to to the big game here, man. It's coming up here. I you know, did a show the other day and we had some good sound bites and stuff from from Media Day and some very interesting sound bites, man. I tell you, not not really a lot of, you know, crazy questions that you normally get on on Media Day. But how about the injury report? So I, I have you heard anything? I'm looking at what the NFL has sent us, and I don't see – I mean, look, anybody that's questionable is going to play, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Listen, I mean, if you, you these guys – this is it. I mean, they're going to they're gonna lace it up if they can go. So we'll see what happens. Some of the names I've seen, obviously, the guard, Tooney, I, I heard that it's really – a long shot for him to play. Yeah. Arius Tony, obviously, again, is, is somebody they're talking yeah. about again. We don't know what's going to happen with him. But th- those are kind of the two I've heard for the Chiefs to see you know, if they're really going to get out there. And Kenan, I also heard, which I know you liked him last year in the Super Bowl, Gene. I've heard he's kind of a, a long shot to play as well. But everybody else, I think, is going to be ready to go for Kansas City, and, and they should be good to go. Yeah, and the 49ers look like, you know, there, there was some uh, – Trent Williams did not participate no, he, Wednesday, but that's – yeah, we know he's going to be out there. He was just resting. I'm, I'm almost certain that's what that was. But everybody else, Reek Umstead and those guys had limited practice. But they, Kittle, Ambry, Thomas, and all those, those guys, they'll be out there. Trust me, they they will be out there. So, Dustin, let's just kind of look at and just, man, just kind of, you know, paint the story here. First of all, we're going to go back and look. We, 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 from the AFC Championship game, you pick, we both picked Kansas City. To, to advance, and we got that right. So in the NFC Championship game, you picked Detroit, not picked the 49ers. So we, we, you know, 49. I, I tell you what, man, they the, the the Detroit plays, you know, 30 minutes of good football, and I don't know what happened to the the rest of that. But hey, you know, we we will address that again next year. But the 49ers are certainly deserving of of being there. And and Dustin, you know what? When when I did the show last week, man, one of the most interesting things was that how Kyle Shanahan was just able to run off what happened in that second half. I mean, he just explained it in about 30 seconds and it was just amazing. And, and, and you know, these coaches, they know what's going on at any given time in, in, during these games. Yeah. It just shows you how, how much they are into the game, how much they are into their study, their game plan how much time they spend in this. I mean, we, we, we hear all the time from coaches how sometimes they sleep in their office. I mean, they are just so – I mean, and I know everybody is, does their job in the NFL, but the coaches are just so into this and, and have the pulse of their team. And, and, and they, they remember every single play, what happened, why it didn't work. It, it really is truly remarkable just to listen to a coach speak about a detail of a game or, or how something works. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just shocked at how he – you know, because, look, everyone had their own – you know, opinion of that uh, NFC Championship game. You know, we heard, oh, it was rigged, this, that, and the other, and they didn't want the Lions to go. And But when I listened to Cal Shanahan it just explain exactly what they needed to do, and I didn't feel that the 49ers were done in that NFC Championship game. I mean, it looked like they were done. It was just interesting to see how they were going to come back and get back in, and 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 they did. And, and man, Dustin... This team here is is you know they these two teams played each other in Super Bowl Fifty Four. There was a couple of guys that are carryovers, quite a few on defense that are carryovers, and a couple of more on offense. 
And of course, you got the coach, Kyle Shanahan. And, and the pressures that Kyle Shanahan has, not only is that of a coach of the 49ers in that Super Bowl 54, but the, being the offensive coordinator of that Atlanta Falcons team that lost to Tom Brady after being up 28-3. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, he he's trying to, to get over the hump and get this. And listen, the one thing I will say that I think is on his side, Gene, and that he should be telling his team this entire two weeks leading up to this game is, the San Francisco 49ers have not played their best football yet in the playoffs. I mean, think about it. Both games that they played with the Packers and the Lions, they get down big and have to come back. Now, yes, they did come back and were able to pull it out and play some good football to do it, but they haven't put a complete game together. And I'm sure he's telling his team that, listen, when we got here, we had to fight back in both games, but we haven't played our best football yet in the playoffs. And I think that's what he's telling his team. I mean, he, he, he wants to have them ready to go for Sunday. So I'll be interested to see how they come out because they have not been getting off to good starts. And I know that's going to be a key for them is to try to get off to a good start in this game because it's one thing to get behind Jordan Love, hell, even the Lions and, and Jared Goff. But you do not want to get behind like that to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. No, you don't. And this is why I'm thinking, look, you, 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 you're bringing in, you know, you're bringing in Armstead, you got Warner, you got Greenlaw. These guys, you know, they've been there. They, they, you know, something is telling me, Dustin, that the 49ers defense is going to have so much to say with the outcome of this game than people are giving them credit for. Well, yeah, that's going to have to be the key because their defense, even though they've came back and made some plays, has not been too good so far in the playoffs. And, and, mm-hmm. and really, that's what the, this whole run with Kyle Shanahan, I know they have offensive weapons with Kittle and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. But we, as, if we think about the 49ers, normally the first thing we think about is defense. And so that's going to have to be the number one thing that leads them, especially against a guy like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. So you're right. This defense is going to be out to prove something. They're going to have to get some pressure on Mahomes because he can't just let him sit back there and make plays. And and they're going to be look out there looking to, to create some turnovers and make some plays to get that ball back into Brock Purdy and that offensive hands. And, you know, looking at the Chiefs side here, you know, and just, you know, trying to – I mean, the Chiefs just have, in my opinion, Dustin, so much pressure here, pressures of, you know, trying to go back-to-back, which, you know – they're not really downplaying that or and then the dynasty thing there because it was brought up to uh, Travis Kelsey during media week about the dynasty part there and stuff. So it seems like a lot of different things, but we know that the Patriots were the last teams to, to, to repeat back to back, but that this has to be a lot of pressure on them. Do you agree? No, no, I agree. But I also want to say that the, the, when do the chiefs not have pressure on them? I mean, listen, when Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is playing, Andy Reid's coaching, the fact that they've been so many straight AFC championship games and so many Super Bowls, I mean, the pressure is always going to be on them. And just like they were saying, hey, oh, now the, the Chiefs have to go on the road. They're not going to be able to handle it. That was pressure. And then they were going to go to the number one seed to Baltimore. They're not going to be able to beat them. That was pressure. So they're going to be ready for the pressure. I'm not worried about that. I do think this matchup is just going to be a great matchup. I think it's going to be a close game. But as far as the pressure for the Chiefs, they've been there. Andy Reid's been there. Patrick Mahomes has been there even Chris Jones on defense, Spagnola. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be ready to play. I think both teams are going to be ready to play because they've both been in this moment, and that's what's going to make this such a great game. i tell you what, they are seeking their fourth Super Bowl win in franchise history. And look, i tell you what, so we haven't talked much. Boy, we haven't said anything. We haven't said Taylor Swift's name yet. 
And although we know that she is supposed to be at the game, and this is, of course, after appearing in Tokyo, Japan, right? She's going to get on one of those, what, supersonic jets or something like that, Dustin, and get into Las Vegas in time for the big game. That's right. She is, the, the from everything I've read, she's going to make the trip after her concert in Japan, and she's going to be right there for the Super Bowl. And listen, we just talked about it being in Vegas, and Vegas with Usher at halftime and Taylor Swift up in the box and all the celebrities. I mean, it, it's going to be a scene on Sunday. <laughs> it's going to be a scene, and I am not going to rule out the fact that she might show up on stage with Usher. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, look at this little tease. Well, I mean, look, I don't, I don't have any inside information. I've been trying all week to get... You know, I, I, you know, it would look because look, you cannot tell me, and we know how greedy the NFL is, right? They're not going to turn down an opportunity to make money, and you, you got a mega star, you got two mega stars. She's going to be there, and you got to think Usher. You, you, you wouldn't think that Usher would get her out there for just a moment. I, I don't know, Gene. I just that because it's one of those <laughs> things where she would just end up stealing the whole show from Usher. She probably would. So, she probably uh, would. Yeah. But but that would. I mean, listen, like you said, the NFL is all about money, so I, I wouldn't put anything past. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Hey, let's just say if the Chiefs are down. 28-3. How about we just take that score, okay? <laughs> she comes out at halftime and just changed the whole damn thing around. I mean, I'm just, you know, speculating here. It would be remarkable. And then, you know, and if that, that happens, you'll have everybody saying, oh, it's rigged by the end. Uh, yeah, you probably would. You probably would. So, I mean, I'm just saying anyway. But, look, the Kansas City Chiefs, I tell you what, they, 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 you know, I remember four years ago watching these teams, and I went for the Chiefs then. Okay, because I just didn't feel, I don't know, we, we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo at that time. And believe me, man, and it was a big play that the Chiefs ended up getting in that game late that led them, you know, to winning that Super Bowl, almost like the big play that they had against the the Ravens that just sort of, you know, sealed the deal. But Dustin, you know, looking at this, you, Denny Sherm, I think all of the sports kings last year picked the Philadelphia Eagles, everybody yeah. was on the Eagles. Almost the entire nation thought the Eagles was going to win. There was a, a small amount of us that were going for the Chiefs. Now, here we are a year later. Everybody is going for the Chiefs, okay? So we're we getting down here to the nitty-gritty part of this. Dustin, I'm not feeling that anymore. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not feeling the Chiefs in a sense that they're going to win Super Bowl 58. I think the 49ers, I, look, you know, this Brock Purdy story is just so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how this kid, uh, he's just how he conducts themselves, his his religious beliefs, and how he just, the pressures, you know, we, we got sound bites this week, man, and he's just the same even-killed guy. I just think he doesn't need to go out there and have need to have a remarkable game from a stats point of view. I just think that defense is going to save him, and and I think that he's going to be in position to win Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Well, well, once again, and and we are on opposite ends of the spectrum here because <laughs> listen, I I get what you're saying, and you're right. The defense is going to have to win it for San Francisco, but. Gee, I, I can't put my faith in this 49ers defense. I mean, listen, the, the the Lions went up and down the field, and the Lions should have scored a lot more points than they did in that game. 
and even the Packers should have scored more points in that game than they did. And the reason that neither one of those teams could beat the 49ers is because they didn't have the defense to stop San Francisco once their offense scored points. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? The Kansas City Chiefs have that defense to slow down the 49ers offense. And I'm not saying they're going to fully stop them, but gee, I've been I've been doing this this whole playoffs. I've been riding with the Chiefs when they went to Buffalo and nobody thought they were going to win in Buffalo and then in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And listen. Listen, look what the look what the Chiefs defense did to that Ravens offense, the MVP. Lamar Jackson and that Ravens mm-hmm. offense. They stifled them. And even in Buffalo, they slowed them down enough to win the game. And I just think this defense, again, we've said all along, is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid has had. And now the, now Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have found their groove again. And I just think the Chiefs are set up to win this, and this is going to really create their dynasty, and they're going to go back-to-back. And I, I do think it's going to be a close game, and I do think the 49ers are going to be in it. But I just I think the Chiefs are just rolling right now, and I think they're going to win this game on Sunday, and they're going to become Super Bowl champions once again. I tell you what, since you know, what, look, it, part of me it, it's tough to go against Andy Reid, and knowing how how organized he is, and how he can put things together, and I keep going back to the the making of Patrick Mahomes and the development, the the maturation of Patrick Mahomes, and. And I remember seeing Andy Reid sitting on the bench with his young quarterback developing him. You you just saw that. You and this was doing regular games when Andy Reid, the head coach, sitting down with his rookie quarterback. And he wasn't even coaching the game. And and so you saw this coming. You saw all of this happening. And and every time I think back to that, man, it's like, man, it's tough to go against this guy because he knows what Patrick Mahomes is capable of doing. Because he he developed him, it's almost like a machine. He built this machine, right? So, but it's just something about the 49ers, man. I'm looking at Kyle Shanahan, and I'm looking at, you know, I mean, both of these storylines are the, the storylines are great here because this guy wants it too, man. And he, you know, Garoppolo wasn't his guy, you know, and and you know, and and they didn't get it done, and that defense did let them down in that Super Bowl Fifty Four. So you're getting a, a do-over, so to speak, like we say as kids, right? You know, and the 49ers, I just, I just feel like they're gonna, you know, they, they're playing 500 miles from your home is almost like a home field advantage to me, okay? And I just feel like they, 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 they're gonna go in there. Oh, oh, Dustin, what I didn't tell you, <laughs> I found out that look, Raider fans are true Raider fans. They hate the Chiefs so much that they didn't want to share their facilities with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard that, that they let them use the UNLV locker room, but not the Raiders locker room. Well, well, I th- no, well, yeah, it's, well, no, the, the, the Chiefs got the, 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 the Raiders facility. They wanted the 49ers to have it, not the Raiders, because they didn't want the Chiefs to be spying on them. You, you know, it's just one of those, it's an AFC, look, they hate each other, right? The Chiefs, they do. you know. They do. Uh, it, the, it, well, look here, it would have been worse if it was the Chargers, okay? They probably even wouldn't have uh, let them stay in Las Vegas if it, yeah. if, if it was the Chargers. But but look, I just think, I, I think, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. And uh, did I, I, I have a score here, and I also have Brian Diardo's picks. My pick is the 49ers. I don't know who's going to be the MVP, but I think it, it, it could be some, well, look, we, you rarely see a defensive uh, guy be an MVP. But, you know, but I think the defense is going to be the MVP. I think it's going to be 
35 and to 17. 35 17, the, the 49ers. Man, you and I haven't even and I haven't even talked I haven't even talked about the offense and how they're gonna get these scores because look, I think the one guy who you know the, the fullback who stunned. I, I think am the, absolutely stunned. Don't be stunned, Dustin Pfeiffer. I, the fullback, I think, is going to have a touchdown. The the, the what's his name? Usechek. What's his name? You know what I'm talking Juszczyk. about? Usechek. I think Usechek yeah. is going to have a a touchdown. I think I, I think the defense is probably going to score one. You know, maybe a special teams or something. You know, but I I think it's going to be 35 17, and I think the defense is going to end up still in the show. Brian Diardo, he is picking. The 49ers 2017, he's got Brock Purdy as the MVP. Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I am so stunned by your score of 35 to 17 against a, a Chiefs team that has just been dominant on defense. Mahomes and Kelsey making plays. I mean, I'm just, I don't know what to say. Listen, my, my score <laughs> prediction, I'm going 27 20 Chiefs, and we all know who. You know what I was? You know what I was going to say. Patrick Mahomes obviously is a Super Bowl MVP, but I'm going to go Travis Kelsey as the MVP uh-huh. just so people can get mad when him and Taylor Swift are celebrating on the field. <laughs> and I got Travis Kelsey catching two touchdowns in the Super Bowl and 27-20 Chiefs. I do think it'll be a close game. I, I do think it'll be back and forth, and and who can make plays late. And when you say who can make plays late. Do you think I'm going to bet against Patrick Mahomes having the ball in his hand late in the game? No way, no how. That defense is good enough to make Brock Purdy make a mistake, even though Brock Purdy is good. And I like the Chiefs to win the game. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to say it one more time. I am stunned by your prediction. Not that the 49ers can win the game, but to win by 18, I'm just blown away, Gene. Oh, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there that Patrick Mahomes is going to have the worst game of his. Look, the only way that score is is inflated like that is if the quarterback is having a bad game. Correct. And I think that that 49ers defense is going going to get the best of him. I think when it comes to Bosa, Armstead, Warner, Greenlaw, I think they are going to that that he's got he he is going to see a lot of them, a lot. And look, and you just said earlier that they have not played their best football. They know that they played thirty minutes of makeup catch up football uh, in the NFC Championship game. They know they stole the game against the Green Bay Packers. You don't think they're going to be ready? For the Chiefs in their backyard, basically they're getting the third home game. Yeah. Listen, so, I'm, I'm not saying they're not going to be ready. I, I think both teams are going to be ready. Both teams are deserving, and I do think it's going to be back and forth. I, I just think it's going to be a very close game, which I hope it is. I hope we get a, a, a barn burn that comes down to the end so we can see who can make a play late in the game. Well, I tell you what. And we get to do this again. I think Brian DiArto from CBSSports.com, he's, he's available Tuesday. We are going to – we won't get in Monday. We're going to let all the hangovers and everything, you know. You know how how Mondays are in Vegas, right, after a weekend, yeah. right? So, you know, we'll come back Tuesday and do the recap here and see who's right here. But I – I I look, I, I last year you guys beat me up, man. Everybody. I was the only one pulling for the Chiefs. Everybody was on the Eagles bandwagon. So here I am again trying to be on the right side of right. <laughs> but but to be fair, I'm the one that that's on that's on the, the outside because you and Brian both have the 49ers and I'm the only one 
to have. Well, we got a smaller sample size this time. So Brian, yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian, 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 well, he's losing the battle in his house. His wife and his daughter are going for the Chiefs. So, so he's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we talked about it last week. I, I, he sees some of the same things I see on the defense side there. And, uh, Purdy, uh, I, I don't think, you know, Purdy is, is going to manage the game. He has no choice but to manage the game. You know, he's just not going to go out there and, and do things that, that Mahomes or, or Lamar Jackson would do. But, uh, but man, he's just so darn accurate sometimes. They don't put him in positions to make a lot of mistakes. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, he'll have to he'll have to be that. But again, if they get behind like they have these first two games, he's going to have to try to come out and make. Yeah, if yeah. he did, so we'll have to see what happens in the big game. Yeah, so we'll have to see. But anyway, so uh, I'll be in Dallas watching. I'm I'm, I'm going to be at a uh, Super Bowl party where everyone has to wear jerseys. So and uh, because none of us are 49ers or Chiefs fans, so we're all losers, right? All of our teams, you know. <laughs> So it's going to be a whole it's a Super Bowl party. It's actually, these guys are uh, my, my best friend there in Dallas, uh, the Cowboys fans. So, you know, it's always fun to, to rub it in there. Yeah. And um, Mr. Picks is going to be there also. So awesome. he'll be wearing his Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. So we have some Steelers representation there. And um, so, Dustin, where are you watching the big game? Uh, I'll be right here at the house watching the game with the family, and uh, should be it should be a good one. And we'll have all our football food out and be ready to go, and should be a great time. And I'll have the I'll still have the three TV set up going, even if there I have the go. game on all three TV. There you go. Yeah, there's always different angles. We want to make sure that's right. We we look at every angle. All right, folks. Well, look, I think that's going to wrap it up here, Dustin. You enjoy your long Super Bowl weekend. I'm getting ready to hit the road, head up to Dallas. It's going to be a long weekend, folks, so enjoy Super Bowl 58. I hope your team wins. Do not drink and drive. Party at a place where it's safe, and we'll see you back here next week on the Sports King Show with me and Gene, Dustin Pfeiffer. Enjoy your weekend.